God, episode three lo- looms so large in my brain. It's I'm I'm struggling to remember the first two episodes. I definitely thought you were talking about Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> that, that does not lo- that does not loom large in my I mean, brain. It's important, obviously, considering this is kind of the sequel to it in a way. Well, I think what's interesting is actually like this the show opens with like kind of the retelling of the prequels. Of which, by the way, I am convinced that they used a bunch of alternative takes into like deleted scenes of stuff that like I'm pretty sure that's not in the old movie in the in the prequels. Which at part least, they did that they're like previously on really got me. I was like, oh man, I don't remember the prequels being this good, but I'm excited. Well, that's what I was gonna say is I think that that recap is like the best telling of the prequels. Well, I was gonna say it's, it's, it's nice when you can cut three movies down to like three minutes. I mean. Your and kids. also you can, and, and you can like, I, I feel like they craft a better, like they, they, the story that they tell in the prequel, in, in the recap is the story they wanted to tell in the prequels, but didn't quite pull off. Right. Because there was all this extra shit. It's like the, the three minute recap has zero Jar Jar in it. Nobody talks about sand at any point. Like, it's like, it's like, like they cut out a whole lot of like the worst shit of the prequels. And they also make like things explicit about like his turn to the dark side and stuff like yes. that. That like, again, is like hinted at in the prequels. But like, you're like, eh. like in my mind, and like we're not gonna start talking about the prequels. But in my mind, one of the things that always like, like I had a lot of trouble with with the prequels was just like it was like a light switch where like Anakin decided I'm going to be a bad guy now, and now I'm a super bad guy. And the the recap at the beginning of Obi Wan actually does like a better job explaining that and like and and how it makes sense. It still doesn't quite jive with what you see on the screen if you watch the prequels, I think. Um, but I like that version and the way they tell it. Right. The other thing about the prequels that always jumped out to me, and by the way, recently I watched um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and there was. Man, George Lucas was just like trying to like push the technology and the CG forward with these movies, and it's distracting. Like it's distractingly bad in the prequels, and the way, and and by the way, like if you watch on Disney Plus and Return of Return of the Empire, uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. he adds a bunch of shit in there, oh, and yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, for the special it's editions, re- re- yeah, it's really really bad. Um, when Obi-Wan finally starts up, the show we're going to talk about, um, I was like, damn, they've really figured out how to make a Star Wars movie, TV show, whatever, look really, really good and like a really like a Star Wars show. Yeah. Like they all have the same feeling in it now. And um, I don't know what that technique is called where it's not a green screen anymore. It's like they project the world up on it's, the it's screen. It's called the volume, set, right? Yeah, it's called the volume. It's yeah. unbelievable. I think yeah. they created it for the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if they created it for it, but they definitely use it very much in the Mandalorian. Did they create it for the Mandalorian? Or that, that particular one, yeah. And and it's essentially like it's a giant television, like a high resolution yeah. screen that they. Can I agree. Use. It's great, and you never know if this will be the case. You know, be, you you don't always know what twenty years from now we're going to think looks dated and what doesn't. But I feel like this is going to look a lot like pretty good. 20 years from now like it like it'll still be something you look at and it, it won't look the way that the special editions look now where we're like oh god this is the worst right although they'll they'll like upscale it to 16k or whatever and you'd be like you can right. see all the dots on the volume or something you know right right i'm sure who knows something like that 
But I agree. I, I think I think it's like the I, I think that so Dave Filoni is like involved in like all of these Star Wars shows and like huge Star Wars fan did a bunch of the animated stuff. And now with John Favreau is doing a lot of the live action stuff. And I think the two of them together are really what's like setting this current aesthetic for Star Wars. And I think it works really well. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, there's nothing that looks overtly fake. And this is the time period. Like, I feel like this, like, right around the original trilogy time period, like, everything looks so cool then. Yeah. Like, it, it looks better than prequel times. It looks better than modern trilogy times. Like New this, trilogy times, yeah. Yeah, it just it just looks so cool. Yeah. No, I agree. It's going to start getting very crowded, I think. Like, the more they do, they keep setting things around this time, like this in-between time and stuff like that. But... I mean, I mean, this uh, this obviously is one where it makes sense to do that. So before we like really get into it, I mean, it's obvious from the title of this episode, but we're going to be talking about episodes one to the first three episodes, which is what has come out so far, uh, basically. And we'll spoil stuff that's in those episodes. I'm probably going to hop around. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah, exactly. But but but, but that's kind of where we are and what we're talking about. And then the idea is that we'll do subsequent at least one subsequent, maybe more, depending on how quickly <laughs> we watch stuff and record it. Of, of you know future episodes or the rest of the show here's something that i noticed like right away when this show started which is gonna be the weirdest thing to notice fucking watching star wars movies for what 40 years sure <laughs> in the beginning obi-wan is talking to the little jawas mm-hmm. and they're talking back to them how come you can speak english to the jawas and they can speak jawa back to you and you both can understand the conversation perfectly i mean that's always how star wars has worked is you speak right. your native language <laughs> and everyone speaks their native language and understands each other <laughs> just like for the first time i just noticed like that's that. what happens like, when like luke huh. goes to see jabba the hut like he speaks yeah. or 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 han galactic and standard and like yeah and in jabba speaks hutties or whatever it's called and like they can understand each other, and that's just—is that a Star Wars thing, or is that ju- is that just the way it was back in the eighties? No, I think it's a Star Wars thing because if, if you look at like Star Trek, for instance, like they just say like, "Oh, it's all being translated. We're going to have them all the speak uh, universal translator or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And here it's just like, I mean, I guess I guess the assumption is like everybody just speaks like twenty languages, and you just have to be able to understand a whole bunch. I don't really know what, yeah. how. Like they never go into it, and and I don't really care that they never go into it. It's like just yeah, yeah. they can do it. So that scene, he's basically negotiating with the Jawa so that he could buy little toys for Luke, and that he could like bury in the desert, which I thought was kind of fucking adorable. Well, I, I will say like that. That's that scene put me off a little bit because it was like huh. the toy that he's buying is a toy that you see Luke using in episode four. And I was like, oh no, we're not, this is not going to be one of those, like we're going to explain and like call back like every little tiny thing you've ever seen. Right. And it, so it made me a little bit nervous and then that ended up not happening. Did, right. Though. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did not go that route, thankfully, yes, which made me definitely. feel better, but it did make me nervous. I was like, uh Oh, like, is this, is this what's going to happen here? But, it, but it wasn't thankfully. So. I liked how Uncle Owen stepped in. One, I liked that they brought back Uncle Owen from the prequels. Same same actor, same dude. And at least his first scene. I can't remember if it was episode one or two, but one. Really strong start by him. Yeah, I think I think he's really only in one. Um of of the three we've seen so far. Um yeah, Joel Edgerton does a really good job of bridging the gap. Like, cause in in the uh 
in Phantom Menace when you see him or whenever else you see him. I can't remember if you see him in Attack of the Clones as well or whatever. But episode like, three is where you see him, I think. Well, yeah, right, because he gives Luke to him at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, he's still quite young, obviously, in those episodes, and he, like, comes across young. And here, he very much, like, I think he does a very good job kind of sounding like like a mix of himself and, like, the Uncle Owen who you will see in A New Hope. Like, he has, like, the mannerisms a little more of, like, the gruffness and, like, kind of being annoyed in a way that I, I liked. I was like, oh, I see this guy. I totally see him being Uncle Owen. I agree with you, but dude's about to have a rough 10 years if he's going to look like the guy from the original movie compared to how he looks now. So it's funny you mention that because we, we we just recorded something else where we had this conversation. I was saving this for for this. But, like, obviously a lot has been made over the years of, like, how does how does Ewan McGregor become Alec Guinness? Um, but <laughs> Alec Guinness is someone who like is not nearly as old as you think he was when when Star Wars was shot. Um, I believe he's like sixty three, which is like old, but it's not. I mean, Ewan McGregor is like fifty something, right? And it's like, wait, like, what? I think, I think Ewan McGregor is about fifty, or or or, or maybe he's maybe he's late forties. Ewan McGregor's been around Please. a while, a while, dude. <laughs> born in 71 51 so there you go yeah wow he's 51 that's what he I'm, looks great he looks great that's what well, i'm saying it's been like yeah like he looks better than i do now yeah like how many years is it from now from from the time of the show where luke and leia are 10 to a new hope like how old are they supposed to be I mean, 18 10 19 19 yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's nine yeah, yeah. more years which means Ewan McGregor would be 60, which is not that far from the 63 years old that Alec Guinness actually was. It's just that people look a lot better nowadays when they're that age. That's Alec Guinness, crazy. Like, Alec Guinness had to live through the fucking depression and the war and shit, you know? like Turns out steroids in your chicken and your milk are good exactly for you. That too. Yeah, no, no. I, My- I mean, in, in all seriousness i feel like nutrition is way better for everybody that and um microplastics yep just preserves you there you go perfectly. exactly <laughs> fucking microplastics um, i feel like that's all i hear about nowadays <laughs> yeah um the first episode also is where they introduce you to the bad guys right or the the, hunt, the hunters or the, what, the, what, the, what, the inquisitors. inquisitors yeah who, who were introduced in what rebels right star wars rebels i believe is where uh, they first come up well no the f- I think they come they in, in Clone, Clone Wars? Wars. Okay. Wouldn't it make more I sense think... for Rebels? Because they wouldn't have come up until after. I don't know. Well, maybe, they're maybe, the Jedi. They're the Jedi right. hunter. They're they're force right. sensitive Jedi hunters, is what they right. are. Right. Exactly. And uh, and they appear other. They're also in. I know they're like pretty significant in the Fallen Order video game as well. Um, I don't know anything about these cats ahead of I, I have not played the video games or watched the um, any of the cartoons or whatever. So I don't really know what happens to them or what their deal is. But it, but at least the way it's explained in this episode is that they could have been former Jedis that have like flipped over to the to the Red Sox now and are, are, are with the bad guys. <laughs> well done. Yes, <laughs> like, that's that that's basically what they are. And like like Paul said, like they can they can just be force sensitive. They don't all have to be Jedis, but some of them are like definitely people like former Jedis or former Padawans or something like that, that turned to the dark side. So you get the feeling right away that Moses Ingram, what's her character? Inquisitor Reva, right? Is she's going to be like the main, she will be the main badass that's chasing Obi-Wan. And she is three episodes, you know, they're, they're, yeah, 
They're clearly we don't know. We don't. There's we there's don't some there's obviously something about her backstory. I'm not saying that she'll become good necessarily, but there's something. I mean, she's pretty clearly one of those younglings in the first scene, right? I was going to ask you, what did you think about that first scene with the younglings and the Jedi protector? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was a good way to kind of remind. But I thought the point of it was like was to point out to that point she's out one that she's them. one of them. I thought. Oh and man, I, I, I missed that. I it's it's that not together. explicit, but like one one of them is definitely dark skinned and has you know similar hair to her, and I, I assume that is her. Yeah, I didn't pick it up the first time. I watched it twice because I watched it with my kids the second time, and the second I was like, oh, duh, <laughs> it's her, right? I I mean, I do kind of hope, for what it's worth, I kind of hope that this is someone who there's no redemption coming because. I just feel like that's a trope that we see a lot of like the, the bad guy who like comes around at the end or whatever. And I, I know that's like a very she, star Wars thing, but like, she seems uh, like a little too eager yeah. to be redeemed. Like she doesn't really seem like she has any sort of doubt in her mind about anything. Um, so un- unless they're going to go with something where like some truth is told to her that shakes the foundations of what she thought and that would cause her to be redeemed. But right. I, I agree. I hope that she is not someone who is necessarily redeemed because, yeah, like you said, we've seen it a lot. And I don't know that I buy from what we've seen in the first three episodes, that arc over only three more episodes to go. So, yeah. And 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 it's also like, I guess I have to keep in mind where they're going, right? Like they're going to a place where, um, you know, like the Jedi kind of, they have to be gone. Like Obi-Wan has to like not know anyone or like have any friends out there. Like they kind of need to take people off the table. They kind of can't redeem them and say, and then they went off and lived the rest of their life. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely true. Also, she's Uh, a really good bad guy. Like just let her be a bad guy. I was going to say that it's like, um, going into this, like a lot of press with, um, Hayden Christensen, so it's like obvious Darth Vader is going to be the bad guy in this show ahead of time. But, you know, Star Wars, I think in general, the bad guy really can make or break it. And that to me is why a lot of the what's what do we call the ones that are the, the, the most recent ones with Ray? Like it was kind the of a trilogy, I believe, is what it's usually referred to as. Whatever the last one was kind of got ruined Rise by the bad guy for me a, a little bit. Right. Um but immediately I was like, oh, she's a dope bad guy. Plus Darth Vader, this is going to be really good. So interesting because I don't love her. I'll, I'll be honest. And this is nothing against Moses Ingram. I feel like I want to say that right off the top because she's been subjected to a lot of really like shit stuff on the Internet just because she's African, oh, African-American my basically to not read. Any yeah, of it I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to know. It's, like, it's just like toxic Star Wars fandom shit. You know, it's like it's the same shit that uh, what's her name? What Kelly Kelly Murray Tran went through. And stuff like that. Huh. So th- this uh, has nothing to do with that. I think she's fine in the role. It's more. I don't. There's something about the way she's written that I'm not getting. Like quite. I'll so tell you, much. man. I, I'm. I'm. I feel that way about the about the kid that plays Leia. That's fair. I could see that. I'm. I'm. I'm not into her. It's just like you know, it's a kid. You don't want to pick on a kid, but like there were kids in the other episodes that were just like, oh, that kid's a good actor, and this one's kind of like not doing it for me. Well, uh, to go back to like Moses Ingram for a second, what I sure. like about her is like I think she's written to be like a little bit like prickly or whatever. Like, but what I like about her is she's a character who's got like shit figured out. It was just like 
you know what you got to do? You got to make Darth Vader happy. And like, if you do that, like you can like kind of fuck the rest of the structure. Like I know how to, I know how to get what I want. And, you know, she's like, and she's like super like brash about it, but she's also like right a lot of the times too. And everyone's like, you're, you, you don't know anything. Like you're the, you're the third sister or whatever. Like you have a low rank in the inquisitors. And she's like, no, like we should send the probes or whatever. Like this is where he is. And it's like, oh yeah, that is where he was. Like you were, you know, right. I, I, I will say I liked her more in this last episode, the third episode that we saw than the others, I, I feel like. So so maybe I'm liking where her character's going more because um, I, di- I did just like everything that happened in this episode with her character more. Right yeah, down I mean, to her kind of figuring out like what was going on with that the secret hiding spot and figuring out where the tunnel led and like the end when she basically he, corners Leia. I mean, the Empire is mostly populated by morons, right? And it kind of has to be because there's so many of them. Right. And I feel like I feel like the brief on her was like, what if there was actually like a smart, capable person in the Empire? Like, what would they do? And like, this is what they would do. Like, they would run circles around the morons that they're surrounded by. They wouldn't miss every single fucking wide open shot, <laughs> first of all. Right. The Like, so, so one thing I felt a little disappointed in, but I get it is I I felt a little disappointed that the Grand Inquisitor was dispatched with so easily because I kind of like the idea of his character. That being said, I don't really think like if you're going to have Vader in here, I don't think there's really room for him as well because they kind of serve a very similar purpose of kind of being like the looming, like no, like all knowing bad guy who everyone has to most scary badass. But but I kind of, you know, I mean, we knew Vader was going to be in this and I kind of get it. But like, I don't know. Some part of me feels like, and obviously you would have to change the, you know, way the show goes, but like maybe the idea of the Grand Inquisitor kind of being the main bad guy for like the first four episodes or so, and then Vader kind of like it's switching tacks to like he's not really the concern at the end, and Vader really is. I didn't expect to see Vader so early. I'll definitely say that. I was going to say, I didn't expect to get as much of him as we've already. I, I, I thought we wouldn't get that much of him, and we've gotten so much. Like I was expecting, like, to see Hayden Christensen, you know, Vader as like a forced vision or like a dream or like stuff like that. That's like right. what I was kind of expecting. I was expecting to be like, oh, fuck, here's like a 20 minute Vader scene. Well, I think everybody expected that. And we might still get that. But I think everybody expected that because and this kind of gets to it's like, are you aren't you are, are you guys as surprised as I am that Hayden Christensen signed on for this and is basically like, I'll do this, but I'm just going to be the guy in the suit. And James is Earl he the Jones guy in is, the suit the whole time. He is. he is the guy in the suit. Okay, and 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 like if it, like I think in parts it's, it might be motion capture and he's doing the mocap. That's what I've heard. Um, but it's like it seems like a weird thing to sign on for a little bit. I don't know. Like he, you got to see like, his eyes a couple of times. And... Yeah, sure. In the back of the tank, <laughs> but it's like I mean, it just seems a little. It seems interesting. I mean, he appeared. You know, he seems to be very happy to be playing Darth Vader again and all that. So more power to him. But. You know, man, to bring these characters back is a tricky thing. And I think we talked about this when we watched um, a lot of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. It didn't play for me. Um, but holy shit. And we're just going to hop into, the, I guess, the third episode where they had their little, you know, their lightsaber duel. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, I thought it was like Darth Vader still played, was still scary AF and like. Didn't miss really a beat there. I thought they did a really good job with Darth Vader's dialogue of um, it feels a little more petulant, right? Like, like he feels like a lot of the lines he was saying, it's like, yeah, I could see Hayden Christensen, Anakin saying these lines, 
which is good. Yeah, which, I, I feel when, like that that is the way it should be. Right, which is what they needed to do, right? They needed to bridge the guy you saw in episode three with the guy you see in episode four. Right. Because it's there's like a big disconnect. <laughs> um and 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 I think you're right. I think they're going for this is someone halfway between those two people. Yeah. And and I like that a lot. It also fits like so there's like this obviously has an impact on two different sets of dialogue that have come on a new hope. Like the one being when Obi-Wan tells Luke about his father and or, or really about Darth Vader. And then when Obi-Wan and Darth Vader meet at the end, of, or not not at the end, but, you know, their, their lightsaber duel in A New Hope, um, which, like, I'm not sure how the second one plays. The first one, I think, really is helped by this because, like, I never thought of this as a whole of any kind, but it's like it does. It is a thing where it's like, yeah, if he's never seen him, like, how does he know that he's now more machine now than man? You know, twisted and bit, you know, all that. Like he says that line basically in mm-hmm. A New Hope. And this gets that across where it's like, right, he had no idea he was alive. Now he gets to see what he's become. Maybe we'll see him more, obviously, in the rest of the show. And that will, and that buys into like then later on when he's talking to Luke, he can say this stuff that he's like, he's, you know, from firsthand experience. Yeah, I, I think I, the thing I keep thinking of is um, the line in in Star Wars where Vader's like, I sense something, a presence I haven't felt since, and he just trails off. And I feel like there's like a thousand script writers who are like, oh, thank God he trails off there and we can just make that whatever the hell we want we it want, to be. Right, right, exactly. Now, it does feel a little bit weird to me, unless, again, maybe this will be different if if there is a future confrontation where Obi-Wan gets the upper hand again, it'll be different. But like, I think there this has con- to be. Right, right. And and so maybe that's what they're building to. Because from this confrontation, I don't think it really makes sense for Darth Vader to say, whatever, when last we met, I was the student, now I am the master. Because it's only like, clearly got the upper hand here. He was like burning him and shit. Like, so, <laughs> so here's my read on Obi-Wan, that this is, that he is essentially like for the 10 years or whatever that we haven't seen him, like he has essentially pulled like, you know, the Luke Skywalker trick and like cut himself off from the force. Right. And he's not down with it. And then when, when Leia falls, that's like, they make it pretty clear. Like that's the first time he's reaching out for the force in a very long time. Right. Um, and that I think that my read of the the fight at, at the end of the third episode is basically like, um, like Obi-Wan doesn't really have his, you know, his sea legs under him yet for no, using the definitely. force. Yeah. It, and and, and Darth Vader he, says as much, like he says something like the years have made you weak or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. And I think like the, I think basically like what, where they left the third episode is like, okay, now Obi-Wan's going to have to like, essentially like the secrets out, like he can't really hide anymore anyway. So what can he do? He's got to get his forced mojo back. We need we need a trading montage in episode four of him like, you know, <laughs> punching the side of beef and like getting getting back well, into the shit. He was playing a butcher in the beginning. He's got that big fish out of the out of the sand that he was carving up. You know, yeah. What you guys think of Butcher Kenobi? I thought that was I thought that was good. I thought yeah. it was good that he wasn't just like sitting around in the desert and like not Moping. doing anything. Yeah. 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 No, I like, I like the idea that he's just like gotten a regular job and he's just like hiding out basically. I, d- I did like that a lot. So I watched all the trailers for this, by the way, and I had no idea it was going to be about following Leia. I thought it was all going to be about Luke. Yeah. What yeah. Did you no, they, that's they completely hit that in the trailers. So I, that's what I wanted to talk about too, because I, yeah. I thought there was going to be no Star Wars Skywalker kids 
in this series. Like I thought Obi-Wan was going to go off and have some unrelated adventure. So did I. Uh, and I'm of two minds about it because I think like, it's interesting to see little kid Leia. I think like the part as written, like reads as like, Oh yeah, I can see how this kid grows into, into the Leia we see later. That totally tracks. Um, but it feels a little Mandalorian, like Grogu to me of just like, can we just have an adventure with grownups and just not put any more kids in danger and just have grownups running around and doing grown up stuff for a while? Like that would kind of make me happy. Right. That doesn't bother me. I think it connects some things, you know, like number one, I don't think there's any scenes in New Hope where Alec Guinness and Leia and then Carrie Fisher share a scene. I don't think there's any. Just the end when, like, like, they see each other when he's fighting Darth Vader, and she's right. But that's and, it. And she sees him across yeah. the there is, across there, the way. There is one other. There is like one other, uh, like line in Star Wars that I guess you could say this fixes. Although I never really thought of this as a big thing, which is that when when Luke comes to rescue Leia, and yeah, the whole thing, it's like you know, you're you know you're too short to be a stormtrooper, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then he says, I'm with Ben Kenobi. And she says, Ben Kenobi, where is he? And he, right. she recognizes the name Ben is, is I guess, the thing. How would she know to send for him? Well, she she kind of doesn't. She, she sent. sends for Obi-Wan who knew her father, right? right. Like, I don't think... Right. I don't, Years ago, like, you served the, my father during... You fought with my father during the Clone Wars or whatever it is. Yeah, Right. I don't think he necessarily, she necessarily assumed those are, the, those are both the same person. Although I did think that how many Kenobis are there? Can't we just like be like, oh yeah, it's right. probably his nickname. Obviously, well, she, I, she, I she thought also that enough people call him Obi Wan in these episodes. Yeah, and I th- I thought that Ben kind of was short for Obi Wan in like a Richard Dick kind of scenario where like the the nickname doesn't necessarily make sense, but like okay, that's just what like Ben just is just short for Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a guy who's like hiding out, all he does is change his first name and not his last name. I oh, mean, I mean, like, can we you talk can't about give him a lot of credit can, for that? I mean, I mean, can we talk about the hiding? It's like he's trying to just he's trying to lay a hood on. And it looks like a Jedi. I was gonna say not just a hood. It's like his fucking Jedi cloak, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his lightsaber on his hip. I know it's not like showing, but it's not really hidden. Like, it's not really not showing. This is nowhere. This yeah. is nowhere near the, the the biggest problem. The biggest problem is how a fucking. 10-year-old girl outruns, <laughs> somehow can outrun for a mile a bunch of people trying to kidnap her. Oh, also, like... Is it's like it, the weirdest chase yeah. scene ever. Like, well, come well, on. You mentioned, like, you mentioned that, like, when she's running, and especially when they're on the rooftop in the second episode, it is, yeah. like, really weird, like, slow motion, like, let me not, like, step in the wrong place. Like, it's like, like, they're both running, like, there's, like, I don't know, like slugs on the ground or something. And it's like, they don't <laughs> want to step on them. Like, it's this very like yeah. dainty running. I kind of forgot about that. She outruns Obi-Wan Kenobi and she outruns Flea and his bandits of people for, for a hot. Oh minute. yeah. Jesus. Flea. I forgot that Flea was even in this. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like fucking Flea. Needles. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, yeah. Needles. <laughs> uh, how many things is Flea going to just end up being in? I mean, the, my other, I guess my other problem with having, Leah in the show, which I, I mean, I like the actress well enough, and I think she's doing a fine job. But it's it's just like, oh, we have people hunting. They even call it out, right? Like that the Inquisitors even hunt force force sensitive kids. 
And it's like, all right, well, that's going to fucking come up, isn't it, too? That that really yeah. is force sensitive. Right. They wouldn't have said that. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, okay, I guess. Like, I don't know. Uh, that I was I was hoping, and and I sh- I should have known better, but and I and I think I did, but I was hoping that at the end when when he's like, okay, take her back to Alderaan and 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 the 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 fake empire lady is like, okay, um, I don't know, I don't remember her name, um, Tala. Yeah, I was kind of hoping like, oh, maybe she'll actually do it, and like this will actually become the show. Like later, this is yeah. like that was just the thing to get him off planet. And now that he's off Tatooine, he's gonna ha- go off on this, you know, side thing where he's on the run from Vader and like can't go back to Tatooine until he loses him and stuff like that. But no, that's not what's gonna happen. So she's sticking around for a while, right? It also like, I don't know. Th- th- this isn't even a thing that has been opened up by by this show. It's like I think something that has been an issue since basically the prequels. Um. But in uh, in Empire, right, like when Luke leaves to go to Cloud City, he he says that Obi-Wan says that boy is our last hope. And then Yoda says, no, there is another. And it's like, Obi-Wan fucking know that. <laughs> like, like, did Obi-Wan forget <laughs> about Leia somehow <laughs> about it's like there are twin kids who are both the kids of Anakin Skywalker. It stands to reason that if one is can be a Jedi, the other probably can, too, or there's just as good a chance. Like you've now like we now have established in this show that you met her and like it like it like you had this big adventure with her like when she was like, you know, nine years ago. It's not likely uh, maybe you would have misspoke, you know, I guess, just misspoke, I guess he knew. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about her. <laughs> oh, she drove me nuts. That's right. she, she, drove, she drove me nuts on that caper. I just like kind of forgot about her. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess to be fair, he is a ghost at that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's got probably got lots of things on his mind. Speaking of ghosts, um, I assume like we the, he keeps trying to talk to Qui Gon. I I assume we are going to see Liam Neeson then at some point. Hundred percent, he really is. What he really is? Yeah, he's trying. Yeah. End of end of episode six, he's going to show up. Yeah, it's, it's like they wouldn't they wouldn't keep having like once an episode. Basically, I think one time in all three episodes so far, he has tried to talk to Qui Gon. I like to believe that he'll um, get his answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached my machine. Leave a message. He just shows up and says, "Stop bothering me," and like <laughs> yeah. goes away. Um, did you guys know that one of the, one of the Easter eggs is um, when he land when they land on the planet and he gets the spices that he eventually foils Needle's plans with? That's um, Ewan McGregor's real daughter. Yeah, the, the girl that I, sells I, the spice. I, I did read that. Yeah, the the one who says like, you know, well, if she's on this planet, like she's she'll be. You'll never find her or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, can we talk about Kamal Nanjiami's character a little bit? Sure. Because that character felt not fully realized. <laughs> like, I, it, I, I it, wonder if he's going to come back or something like that. Well, I, it kind of blew my mind, like, how he goes from, like, being, like, you know, oh, we think he's going to be a good guy. Turns out he's actually a bad guy. Um but no, Obi Wan's gonna like totally trust him, um, and believe all this shit, and and like and and be willing to, you know, do all this shit. And then like then we think he's a bad guy again, but it turns out he's a good guy. And then like then they fly to the planet, and, and then Obi Wan's like, I knew it. We got hosed. He was a bad guy. And like and it's, it's like just, no, like you just you just you just had to wait longer, and yeah, the Empire it, it, Lady would have come. 
Right. I think they're trying to set up like like they did a lot with him to like show like I guess how mistrusting Obi-Wan has become and or I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what they're trying to say there because it's like he's kind of right to be mistrusting, right? I mean, given what happened. Um but like but I think they're trying to really hammer home that the thing with Anakin is just like really fucked him up. Yeah. I mean I mean that's fair. I I definitely like, think they're trying I, to get at I, that I, in a number of different ways. I don't think they're using, you know, um, you know, a feather with that. I think it's a pretty definitive sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I think that's where they're going with that. It's just like, hey, just in case you've forgotten, that thing really fucked him up. Right. But uh, I, I like, um, I'll say this much. And here we are recording about the first three episodes. IMDb is, is slow playing us, too. It's not telling you how many episodes they're all in and except for we're up to episode four on IMDb who's in what and he's in the fourth episode as well so we'll see him again yeah I mean I think interesting it's, yeah I mean it's good I think there's more character work to do there to develop that character right um, I thought it was funny as fuck like this basically fake Jedi that was using the magnets and all that magnets and garage door open I thought that was <laughs> yeah no, like and that part swindling people and shit right you know? and that part worked for me it was just like that weird turn he does at the end where he's like oh and i'm gonna go distract them and like like i'm gonna suddenly like be like a very brave heroic character and he's like oh and i'm trying to make up for all the bad i've ever done and i was just like that was a quick turn yeah i I, guess so i i I feel like they did it one time too many like i think it would have been fine i i would have preferred if they just had that all in that beginning scene in in a way where it was like okay he's pretending to be a jedi he's conning them but then when he asks for help like like he knows who he is i guess he i guess he doesn't know who he is right he, in the end he knows who he is because of the bounty that gets put on him right and that's why he knows that he's obi-wan kenobi and says obi-wan right. like he calls him obi-wan at the end but like um but like i wouldn't have minded i think it w- i think like that turn would have been fine that it's like no i'm actually a good guy and like I, yeah like i kind of con people but it's like i'm helping get like force sensitive people like free basically along with this network of people but if that had all been explained like right there in that in that wherever he is that like warehouse or whatever where where he is in the beginning instead of having this thing where it's like oh he's gonna help him but is he gonna help him and then it's like oh you get the bounty and you think he's gonna go and like capture him but it's like no he's just trying to help you know it's like all that it's like yeah like i didn't i didn't need so many of those like back and forths Right, they shouldn't. They, I think you're right. I think they did one heel turn too many um, right. in such a short span of time for it to right because it's all sense. one episode, right? Just, you know, and then they're like forty minute episodes or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of um, non main characters, I was um, pleasantly surprised to see Jimmy Smith show back up. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, like since we didn't know we were getting Leia, we didn't like, know we were getting, getting Leia. Bail yeah. Organa too. Yeah. There was just no acknowledgement. Like they, they kept him under wraps pretty hard. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't know he was going to be in this. Um, yeah, no, I, I liked him. I liked him in this. He got it. He got felt like he had as much to do in these three episodes as he did in the entire prequels. Yeah, yeah agreed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not forgetting something, right? Like, because that is very much what I remember from the prequels with Jimmy Smith was that it's like, oh, Jimmy Smith is in this, and then like throughout the thing being like. Man, he's really just like barely in this. He gets like like a line of movie or so, something like he that. He gets Leia at the yeah, end. Yeah, I was right, gonna say he's exactly. hanging around just because he gets handed a baby at the end. Right, exactly. But yeah, no, it's I, always I wanted like to adopt this. a daughter. <laughs> yeah. So I can't remember. Like, I feel like this was was it announced beforehand that Sung Kang was in this? 
I can't yes, remember. We, talked, we actually okay. talked about we it. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah. I definitely had forgotten about it again after that. Unrecognizable in the role, I think. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, for obvious reasons, because of the makeup, but also like the voice he's using and everything is completely different. You would yeah. not you would not know it's him if you didn't know it was him. I think doesn't eat a single snack the whole time you see him. That's right. That's right. This is this is the story. This is more of the story of where Han was all those years. <laughs> he was, he was, looking, he was looking an inquisitor. That's right. Yeah. Um, I like his hat. Yeah. I like his hat in this one. It's like a half hat, half bike helmet. It is. <laughs> all Tupperware container. <laughs> Got his lunch in there. Uh, well said. Yeah, yeah. What do you it's think? Football shit. I I do want to talk a little bit also about Darth Vader because I think the stuff they do with him, I actually dig a lot of it, like showing him like out of the suit and all that stuff, and then showing him in his castle, which uh, is a stupid name, but that's what they call it, um, on Mustafar and all that stuff. Like I, I liked all that. All I liked, I liked that Vader stuff that we got there. Um, like I thought it was. I, I thought it was really cool and it makes I feel like they went out of their way to say like here's Darth Vader PS clearly super this is the 100% bad version of Darth Vader um, and like awesome super scary dude like height of his power like you know real real like more like the you know the rogue one Darth Vader that you saw that's right. fucking badass scene <clears throat> they've done a good job bringing him back except for <laughs> the end of episode three. Oh, you mean where he just like looks? Padma. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean episode three? You mean the, the prequel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, right. That's no. Right. Yeah. Whatever that fucking part was, that was miserable. Um. Yeah, Every- I like the stuff they're doing with Darth. Uh, you know, I was when I was watching it, I was reminded. I kind of just. I was wondering how much Darth Vader there would be because Hayden Christensen's been promoting the shit out of this. I was like, well, I guess maybe they'll just like not have a lot of Darth and it'll be a lot of Hayden. Everywhere I turn, everywhere I turn, it's like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are on something. Like, right. Talk, playing talk, some game or doing some interview. Game. Yeah. That, that's why I had to watch it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to avoid this. Like, just no way I'm going to avoid it. I got to start watching it. Um, but zooming back for a minute. And I've watched a fair amount of the regular, you know, not the the four, five, six recently. I've not watched the prequels, but man, if you're just talking raw acting chops, are you and McGregor and James Earl Jones the two best in the entire series? Um, I mean, Alec Guinness is a raw. Alec Guinness yeah, is a really yeah, fucking bro. good actor. Um, sure, but yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, Natalie Portman's a really good actress, not in the fucking prequels, but. You know, oh. that's that's how that's how it usually goes. I mean, acting wise, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting about somebody. I mean, I feel like I definitely I mean, of course, I mean, like I mean, Harrison Ford's very good actor. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, but like I, I think I said I said this when we talked about the Obi-Wan trailer that it's like Ewan McGregor is the best thing about the prequels when it when it comes down to it. Yeah. And everybody knows just, it. Everybody knows it. Just yeah. just kind of feel like this is set up for success and. They're, they're hitting all the right notes, and the actors are doing a tremendous job so far for me. I am also glad that they basically leave Tatooine immediately. Yes. And like, I feel like that they heard the feedback of, like, everything happens on Tatooine. And it's like, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. Nope, he's out of there. He's gone. Right. That that was definitely, like, like you talked about mixed feelings to some extent about the Leia plot line. And it's like, 
for me, it was like, I don't know how I feel about Leia being in this so much, but I'm very glad that this gets him off Tatooine. Like, I'm, 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 I'm up here for that, definitely. Even though it was like the world's weirdest, like, chase scene, I did like seeing some of Alderaan. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good to see what the place looks like. Right. Yeah, I did like, uh, and, you know, I, I like that we're seeing some different places, you know. Dayu, I guess, basically is more or less like, I don't know, what you could, it's like clearly like some like Hong Kong looking place or alternately it's like Blade Runner Los Angeles with less rain. Really is. <laughs> they got the spice there. Yep. They got the spice. What do, you, what do we think about this little um, droid that, that follows Leia around? I like it. I think it's I, I, I think it's like the right amount of cute. You always yeah, got to have those droids. It's it's make some R2D2 noises. Yes. Yeah. But but I, I like its design. I think mm-hmm. I think I, I like how it's this little like handheld like CD player kind of like thing, <laughs> disc man. <laughs> I wish speaking you're talking about the design. I, I wish this the series is not going to answer the one question that was burning in my mind. Not really burning. But I wanted to know how Obi-Wan went from his super cool like sleek lightsaber in episode three to the giant vacuum tube lightsaber that Alec Guinness carries around in episode four. And it's like, nope, he's just got the giant one now. And like, he's just rocking that, that, that huge, you know, that huge seventies boy around. Right. Right. I did like how they had, how, how, when he digs it up, they have both lightsabers, obviously like his and Anakin's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he obviously has to have it to be able to give it to Luke. <laughs> so, yeah. So what do we what do we think? I mean, dare we guess where this is going? Well, we'll obviously know in a few days, but I have no clue. Yeah, I had lots of guesses between two and three. I don't know where three and four goes. Yeah, well, three ended in such a way that it's really hard to figure out where where it may go because it ended on a real cliffhanger compared to three. Because the end of episode two, it's like they were clearly on that transport on the way to what is it, Mapuzo or whatever. I forget mm-hmm. what the name of it is. Um, On the but, way to meet Zach Braff. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I forgot. So yeah, we got Zach. I forgot, forgot Zach Braff is the like the mole man or whatever. He's like, I don't know, I don't know what he is exactly. His little like oh, that's healers. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Some that character. Somebody posted on the someone posted on the internet. It's like it just goes to show that even in Star Wars, don't get in the back of a pickup truck if they got a flag on it. <laughs> nice Uh, I think that I think that basically I think it's kind of what I said I think that like Obi-Wan's now going to have to like go after Leia Um, and that's going to force an eventual I think what's going to happen essentially is okay here's my here's here's, I'm laying it out for you here's what I think is going to happen um so the the third sister's got Leia, going to use it to lure out Obi Wan, um, but there's going to be some kind of thing with Vader. Vader's going to end up killing third sister, um, you know, to keep Obi Wan for himself or whatever it is. And for on Obi Wan's side, he's got to you know get the Force back so he can like go go back and rescue her, and, ha- and then and that ends up in another unexpected confrontation with Darth Vader that he wins and off they go. He can drop Leia back off at Alderaan. Vader doesn't realize who Leia is and, you know, he can, you know, peace out back to Tatooine. 
and he's and he goes back and at the end it's like him doing the same thing watching over luke but he's got like an he's got like the inner peace that like episode four obi-wan has and and he's in good shape now there i called it (laughs) there you go I mean, yeah, I mean, there's clear, like you said, like they have to get him mentally to the place that he is at the beginning of New Hope, where he's much more assured of himself again than, than yeah. he is. Where he's going to have right to have now. one badass scene. I feel like the badass Obi-Wan scene is going to be between him and Inquisitor Riva. I bet you he's, I bet you he, he smokes her in a, in, a, in a lightsaber fight. You think so? Yeah. Maybe. Could be. I mean, I, I can't, even though I know we don't want to, we all said we don't want it to go this way. Like, I can't shake that, like, in some ways it'll, um, not that she'll. Whether that or she'll not heel turn. Opposite of heel turn. Good guy turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> toe, she'll, toe turn. Uh, she'll, she'll toe turn and then Vader will chop her head off. I don't think she makes it through the series. I don't think so either, but no, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think I, she comes around. I don't think she comes around, but I think she becomes more sympathetic in some sort of way. Mm. And and I, do, I, I personally agree with you, Paul, that I think Vader's the one who kills her. Do we see Boba Fett or the Mandalorian at all? No. No. I mean, Mandalorian would be impossible, right? Like, he's he's like a kid. Right. And Bob, yeah. I mean, I guess they could digitally de-age a Boba Fett, but... Well, we already saw technically Boba Fett. He's the he's the homeless clone clone war veteran. Well, yeah, he's a clone trooper too. Right. Yeah, it's not Boba Fett. I, I know, clone. I know, it's not Boba Fett, but it is Temuera Morrison. It's, it's Temuera Morrison <laughs> with a big but, beard. <laughs> ah, I was wondering why everybody was freaking out about that guy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's, he's a he's a clone. <laughs> it's it's all, all the clones. Okay. Right, yeah. man. Do you think he realized when he landed that acting that 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 role of Django Fett? It's like, oh yeah, I get to play like half the characters in the universe now. This is right. going to be awesome. Right, I could be in everything for the, for the next twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think I don't think. All right, this is a bold prediction, and 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 I maybe I want it to be true more than I think it will be true. No other known character cameos in the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, who... Except for Qui-Gon. We, but we already talked right, about Qui-Gon. Right, yeah, yeah. Qui- Qui-Gon will be in this. I don't know. We're going to see that big fucking Wookiee from The Mandalorian. Oh, what? What was his name? I can't even remember now. I don't know. Is it that big fucking... Black no, from, something? Um, not... from, from, from Boba Fett. I, know, I don't know what from, you're talking about. Yeah. But that's like... Yeah. That's like... I mean, I know Wookiees live a long Wookiees time. live for a long time. But, I mean, it's it's not not possible it would just be kind of random yeah um i mean the mandalorian's like the mandalorian takes place like 20 something years after this right the other person it is possible to see but i don't see how we would see this character at all it would be yoda yeah i don't think so i don't think so either i mean the only thing i could think is it's like you know if you're gonna have a training montage that would be a person to go and do it with but i oh yoda's still alive fuck yeah but i feel like one, he doesn't know where he yeah, is. But, he yeah, but yeah, Obi Wan doesn't know him. where he is. Right, like he probably only knows an Empire because he's dead, right? And it's like communed with Yoda at that point and knows that he's in the Dagobah system when he when he tells Luke to go to the Dagobah system. Yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all, that also, was kind of my read. Yeah. And and also, even if he did know, if like if everyone's hunting him, the last place he's going to go is to go to Yoda. 
and like to lead everybody to Yoda, lead everybody to Yoda. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so yeah, we won't see him. But that that feels like the only other possible real a little you know, Mace Windu action. <laughs> I don't know. Force, Force Ghost again. <laughs> sure, he, he's trying to get Qui Gon and gets Mace Windu instead. I don't think we're gonna get Qui Gon in the sixth episode. I think he's coming next episode. You think really? he's coming sooner? Uh, oh, you think you think, think he it, will do the training? That that'll be the training I, montage. I, I that'll I that'll do. help center I, him. He has like a very yeah. heartfelt conversation with Qui Gon that kind of gets him back in. You could be right, Willie. Like at, at his, it'll be like Obi Wan at his lowest point, and then Qui Gon. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, Willie. Yeah, it does actually make a lot of sense. Like he's lost Leia, he's got mild burns, <laughs> and he's pretty demoralized. And he's like, like right. I, I bring up the mild burns because Jesus, I was like, it looked like he was really getting hurt, and I'm like. Do these, these guys know we see Obi-Wan later, right? He's not like horribly burnt horribly and disfigured, scarred. right? Like it looks right. like he's really getting hurt badly. I, I, I agreed. Like it looked like it was like, is he like, are they trying to make it like he's going to be like Darth Vader? <laughs> like, all, like horribly burned. He's not wearing gloves. He's not wearing gloves in any of the things we've seen him in. Yeah. That's right. You can see he's clearly not burned hands. Um, but, you know, we didn't see him wearing a tank top. You never know what's going on in those biceps. <laughs> They don't wear a lot of tank tops in the Star Wars universe, do they? Weird. I know. What, 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 what are they doing? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Are you guys? They should go generally... to a planet where everybody wears tank tops. <laughs> the tank top planet. It's, it's called the NBA. What? Um, when did you guys start? And did you just plow through three in a row, or how did you guys do it? Yeah. No. I, 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 sorry, I was going to say I watched the first two, and then. Um, watched, um, watched the last one. Um, what last night? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think watched, now I'm going to end up watching them all like pretty much that Wednesday or Thursday. Right. I, I will too going forward. But no, I, yeah, I watched the first two yesterday and the third one today. So yeah, yeah. I I did. I was planning on not watching both the first two episodes in the same night, and then. It was like that Friday or whatever, and I went through and and watched the first one, and, and was, was immediately just like, "Well, I guess I'm staying up for another hour because I got to watch the next one." <laughs> the second one was only forty minutes. The first one was an hour. The second one was only forty minutes. Right, and the third one was also more like forty minutes. Like the first one was definitely a decent amount longer than the than what the. What's weird two. is the third one was forty minutes, but it felt like the longest. There was so much that happened in it. Yeah, I mean the fucking lightsaber scene. I just enjoyed every second of. Yeah, it. Yeah, and there was a lot that happened. You you realize, um, fake uh fake Empire lady as we've been calling her this whole time. <laughs> uh, will you recognize her? I assume as uh, yeah, Oberyn's from Game yeah, of Oberyn's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I think I think that for me, like I I liked the first episode. Um, Wait, isn't Oberyn um, Pedro Pascal? He is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Um, I would say I liked the first episode. The second episode made me a little bit nervous, um, and then I really liked the third episode. Yeah, the third episode is my favorite so far, of 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 the three, which is good, I guess. Right, going going up. Uh, one and three, yes. Two is the one where no. Two is the one where yeah, he's, two, he's he's on Dayu and he this, rescues Leia. Really, really didn't like Leia in the beginning, and uh, episode three, she was far less annoying for me, and I could I could get on board with. It's her weird, right? Because like I understood, like I don't feel like her the way she behaves in ep- in the second episode. 
I keep wanting to say episode two, and then it's like, that's not what I should call this. The second episode. Um, I don't feel like, like, I feel like it makes sense. It's consistent. Like, given the way Obi-Wan acts, it makes sense that she would be asking him the question she asked and that she would be mistrustful in the way that she is. But I also found it annoying because it was one of those things where it's like, all right, get past this already. I don't want you to just not trust him. Like, get get to the point where this is not, like, an obstacle yeah, that has to be overcome. <laughs> He's just like always yelling at her. But I, I do like a stop. I, I do like her, her, her low key, um, like force. I have like super insight into you, into your psyche power that she, yes, um, that she's using. Yeah, doesn't know what she's doing, but she knows what you're doing. Right, right? like, like, yeah, she has like, if, and like, and and and, it, and that's the thing that's nice about using that particular character is you could have someone who's a little kid who has like incredible insight because. You know, she's she's juiced up on the midi chlorines, so That's right. she knows what's up. I have been waiting, like I juiced up on the midi Am I the only one who keeps waiting for Obi Wan to start? Like the Obi Wan of of Episode Four, with, like I think one of the things I liked is his low key usage of force powers, and I kept waiting for him to like use that little power of suggestion thing, like when they're on. When they're on the truck and like the the, the stormtroopers come on, I was like, "All right, he's going to do it." And like he doesn't, like he talks his way out of it, um, mostly successfully. And I was like, "I keep waiting for him to like do that, do those things," and they keep not happening. He's going out of his way to, to not, not use the force yeah. as long as possible. Yeah. It's like he could have used it eight. Th- like these are stormtroopers. He could just be like, give a little hand and knock them all over. But he is like using guns and punching them and shit. Right. right. He's going out of, out of his way to not use the force. Right. And I think they That's make it I'm, clear, like in, in the third episode, that like he kind of can't. Like it's like a muscle you have to exercise and he hasn't done it in like 10 years. And he's not, he wouldn't be good at it even if you tried right now. Yeah. That's that's my impression anyway. Get back on the treadmill, Kenobi. Yeah. Because it definitely it. feels Punch like it's that that useful like many, many times, right? <laughs> Punch that beef. <laughs> I expect to see that sign someday. You just go to the stadium, punch that, that beef. beef. <laughs> and also, I can't. If they go this whole series and we don't get one hello there from Kenobi, I'm going to be pretty upset. They're going to have somebody else say hello there at some point. I'm not the only one just waiting for that, right? Like, no, no, definitely not. It reminds me of. Um, I I didn't clock this at the time, but I wa- I rewatched Loki uh, with my kids, and you know. Owen Wilson does not say wow like once in the show but at the very end and the last episode um when when they meet Kang when they meet Jonathan Majors that's what he says he goes wow this is kind of like <laughs> oh great somebody else says it like <laughs> thanks a lot so yeah no nope. don't let me down Obi-Wan TV show don't let me down I don't think they will they've been pretty nope. good at towing the line give it giving give giving some fan service without it being we need to not be like that just don't fuck up darth vader and so far i'm like tickled at the way they're handling no it's true they've they've done a good job so far i remain baffled that hayden christensen was so eager to sign on for this and then kind of not be there at all had one blip where they was like i don't know like he hallucinated him and like he gave a little fish eye over his shoulder while wearing his own i didn't even realize that that was hayden christensen like off in the distance at first like it was so like blurry and so far away um, that i didn't even clock that that was what he was hallucinating in the 
in the in the wastelands or wherever the hell they were. Right, right. The mining planet. The mining planet. Huh. How'd you pick it up on the internet? Yeah. The yeah. internet saved me on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely um, couldn't tell. I was just like, who is that guy supposed to be? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think there's some there's there's gotta be some serious Hayden Christensen FaceTime coming, whether that's would, like would, Yeah. I mean, you know, I, Darth I Vader hope gets so. his helmet smashed up a little bit, or there's <sighs> a dream or force yeah. vision or whatever the hell. Something's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I feel like it's like I always liked Hayden Christensen. I don't necessarily feel like he was like the best in the prequels, but he was also young and nobody was at their best really in the prequels other than you and McGregor. Tell you what, the interviews he's been doing, he's charming yeah, as he's, hell. He's a, I he's like really him. charming. Yeah. And I'm like, man. And he's also a lot older. Maybe like, he got a, I'd be really, I was like, maybe he got a bad shake in these because like, he totally he's did. Likeable. He absolutely did. Yeah, I think he totally did too. Yeah, like, because I've seen him in some other shit and I like him more in just about anything else I've seen him in. Yeah. And it's totally believable. Like if if it, it, like you're talking about like a, a movie series that like seriously made Natalie Portman look bad. Like if if right. like if they could take an actor of that caliber and make them seem bad, like I can totally believe they did it for Hayden Christensen too. Like it's not that much of a leap, you know? Right. Exactly. I mean, they didn't do my Thor didn't do her many favors either. No, but she yeah. didn't seem like she didn't seem wooden in Thor. She just didn't have all that much to do in Thor. Yeah. Oh my I, god, so fucking wooden, and so no chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the frolicking scenes. The frolicking scenes. <laughs> the frolicking scenes. <laughs> I mean, we got a meme out of it. That's about it. Well, maybe this maybe the show will do it. This show will redeem, you know, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I, I mean, think it might. Say I think it might too. I hope it does. There, there's a whole generation of people lo- younger than us who fucking love those movies. Yeah, and have no they no really issue with Aiden Christensen whatsoever. But Nish, it's our opinion that matters. No one older than us, and no one younger than us. It's That's our opinion right. that matters. No, I, I, you know, you're right though, Nish. You know, watching the interviews and people going so nuts, I didn't realize that because we just kind of trashed the movies because we had our movies. I didn't realize how much like that. There's a generation of. 30 year olds right now they're like love 2020s no 30s, no i, th- I think like you're that. right i was i was doing the math when you said that and it's like yeah, yeah no that that tracks they love the they love the prequels they think they're great yeah. yeah i mean they were the age when they came out that we were when you know the other right. movies came out also like, to be fair it's not just because they were our movies and their movies the first trilogy is objectively better than the prequel trilogy <laughs> i'm sorry it really is <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jedi, Jedi is the worst of those three movies, and it is better than all three of those. But it's also movies. pretty easy for us to find stuff we loved as kids that was not good. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that Jedi. I'm not saying that the first three Star Wars movies are like perfect all the way through or anything. I, mean, I don't think Jedi is all that great, quite honestly. But it's better than Revenge of the Sith, which is the best of the three. I think Jedi gets a bad rap. I the the other thing that when I watch the first one, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll still call it Star Wars. Um, is holy fuck, like f- there's like 40 minutes where nothing happens and they're just yeah. looking for robots in the desert. Yep. And it's like, Jesus Christ, this scene is so like when I show that when I show when I try to show that movie, I've tried to show that movie to a couple of a couple of times to little kids and like they can't get through that. It's just like mm-hmm. so nothing happens. When are they gonna get to the fireworks factory? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I watched Jedi this weekend. Bad rap. It's pretty good. I always really liked it. 
It's not great, but it's pretty good. And by the way, the Ewok stuff works. The Ewok stuff is actually not, I think, the most egregious part of that movie. What is the most egregious part of that movie? Um, they're not major things when I say it, which I guess. So, so I guess I'll take back what I said about it not being that great. Like it's just, I, I just think it's the worst of the three. But um, I mean, I, I think like they just. I, I think there's like the comedy in general in the movie is like much more. It's more slapsticky than the comedy in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like like I, I mean, it's my favorite one and I think it's the best one. But like, I think the comedy in Empire is much better, like integrated into the movie. I mean, the comedy in that movie primarily comes from yeah, it's Han, Han and, and Leia. Leia. And then there's a little bit with Yoda in the in the in when you first meet Yoda. Where he's just like being yeah. silly, um, but yeah, it's mainly Han and Leia. But I think that's like very well integrated because it comes like completely within like the thing of basically the two of them, like you know their love hate relationship. We hate each other and we're gonna fall in love, like that whole part um, thing. But it's like in the second one, it's like I don't know. They they play weird things for laughs. Like I always think about like not just the fact that you know how they kind of do Boba Fett dirty by like how he dies or, or doesn't <laughs> die as the case may be, but how we think he dies at the time. But um, but like also just the fact that it's like Harrison Ford just like slapsticking around, like not being able to see, being like Boba Fett, where like it's just like it's like this is like what like what movie am I watching? Like I feel like it's when not that, that part bad. comes, watch it now. It's not as bad. I as you watched think. that part not very long ago. <laughs> um, watch it again. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other part I would say is I to me like the whole like the whole like rebel fleet part of the end just doesn't. Really I really like that. I was going to say really? that like, I like that, that space battle a lot. Cause I think yeah. that like it has, I like Admiral Akbar, but I like the scale that it has. Like it's, yeah. and I'm with Nish on this one. It, it didn't, it was the least interesting part about the end. You have like, um, Lando kind of floating around in the millennium Falcon too. Like it doesn't make a ton of sense. I, I always liked it. Yeah. I liked Lando. It's I like. I thought it was. I, yeah. yeah. I like. I. I mean. I like. Like the fight. Like the 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 confrontation between Vader and Luke and the Emperor in the end is good. I like. It. I mean, that's that 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 whole Actually, scene going through is very good. Really cheesy part in that when he basically like throws a table at him. Uh, <laughs> the table. Darth Vader uses the the dark side yeah, to yeah, like yeah. throw a table. He's just like throwing things at him with the with the force it's not hitting him it's just like looping like ow, ow. i gotta watch it's that like, i gotta watch that again it's really corny and I, really fake. I saw a thing that got noted to me in that which i never put together and i assume it is intentional but i i had never put it together and you guys may put it together and this is i'm just telling you shit you already know but um there's the line that when they are fighting they stop for a second and Vader says, Obi-Wan has taught you well. And at that mm-hmm. moment, he is saying it, and Luke is on the high ground above Vader. Uh... <laughs> and he says, Obi-Wan has taught you well. And I feel like that, if, if that is intentional, like that, that they then went back and in some way did what they did in episode three, it's like, that's that's smart. I, I like that, if that is intentional. I have no Damn idea. Damn it, it is. you have the high ground. Right, right. It's like, a, well, this seems familiar. <laughs> I also think so. The, uh, the okay, now we're talking about Jedi, but I think the other thing that the the, the movie doesn't get enough credit for is like, and because I think we've seen it a lot since then, but like it actually pulls off the 
three storyline finale intertwined cut like like tension going up and tension going down and a victory here and a defeat there and like things that moving. is fair because 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 now that you mentioned it i don't know that i don't know where i would have seen that in a movie that happened previous to that so that yeah that that may be I, I can't say it's the first thing time they ever did that but it's definitely the first thing i can remember where they had yeah the sort of three different storylines all kind of climb yeah, the climax happening at the same time i'll admit i'll admit to some bias here because not only was jedi the first of the star wars movies i saw it was also i also saw it in the movie theater the theater yeah that's yeah. fair and it holds a special place in my heart as a result yeah, yeah. well that's fair i can't argue with that i think it may also be well a new hope as well i'm trying to think which is the one that is ruined the most by the special edition stuff see i think oh. empire 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 gets off really well there because i don't think there's like a ton that's that no i mean jedi empire. jedi would get off pretty well if it wasn't for the fucking for the song end. at the end yeah right which, exactly but but new hope gets you know they they take it in the shorts pretty hard on on special editions yeah yeah new hope is probably the worst right like i mean i mean the i mean obviously the Han and Greedo part, and then also that that added Jabba scene where Jabba just looks horrible. And, yeah, and, and, it's, and, it, and it's totally unnecessary. It, right, it's mostly redundant because they ended right. up. Yeah, right. it's right. Like it feels like they just put it in because it's like, well, we shot this. Like, yeah, like why not just put it in as a fun thing for fans? And it's like because this is the because unbeknownst to us, this is the version of the movie we end up having to live with for years afterwards. Unless we want to, you know, find the despecialized version somewhere. I was going to say, speak for yourself. I only watch the despecialized versions. As you only should. Yeah. 